Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. It's my way in the season. It's my way in the season. It's my way in the season. Gotta lay hands on your job. Come on, yo. My God. Good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's Friday. My God. There is a champion in you. I promise you I love that song. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, LMJ, and that was Ja'Kalen Carr. Uh, you will win, you will win, you will win. And I love it. She has a line in there, and it just says, God God doesn't birth failures. God doesn't create failures. And I'm telling you, God doesn't birth failures. God does not create a failure. There is no failure in you. Uh, you may have had a bad point. You may have been in a situation. Things in life may look a little topsy-turvy right now, but I promise you, God didn't birth a failure in you, and so I'm just super, um, I'm just super excited just about the things of God, and the more, my God, the familiar I come with his character, the more tuned in to him, the more I understand about my righteousness, and who he called me to be in Christ Jesus, and I hope the same happens for you. Well, welcome to Friday morning. If you're just coming in, logging on, do me a favor. Go share the video right now. Put it in someone's hands. If you're on Instagram, take the little arrow, click it, and send it to some people and tell them to come on. We've been in this Grey Robber series. We've been in this amazing series, just making the case for Christ, becoming more familiar with Christ, um, learning more about him. It's funny because the Lord was sharing with me um, how uh, just he just kept saying to me and I was told I wasn't at church Wednesday, but usually my apostle and I are somewhere in the vein. And he was saying he he's like, I got to teach you this till you get this. I just can't give you a height of message because this is what's going to make you win. The word of God is going to make you win. I want to suggest something to you in just a second. Um 
We're going to pray for finances today. I'm going to pray financially for you, for us in a corporate. I'm telling you, it's just something about this corporate anointing. The two women, Lysandra and um, Tammy, who we both pray for this week for health, are seeing expedient recoveries, are seeing the power of God manifest in both their lives physically. Um, Tammy's prognosis was not good. Lysandra posted yesterday her surgery was successful and we were just standing in the gaps and believing God for no infection. And I was like, God, this is you. This is you at work. This is what prayer does. We've been stressed out and strained and overwhelmed and consumed for way too long. And I'm like, this is what prayer does this is what a corporate anointing does this is what agreement does this is what the power of god looks like in our hands and i'm like my god sometimes we get too careful with our words we don't want to shout the victory well that's not faith so we're gonna definitely shout the victory i thank the lord for them this morning i thank god for their expedient recoveries that they're coming out of this thing so fast and so quickly that it's not going to make sense if you're just tuning in um, to Coffee and Conversations. Welcome. Today's devotional topic is it grows here and we're still talking about the Holy Spirit. We're still becoming comfortable and familiar with the Holy Spirit. And I told you earlier this week, we're learning about God as if we were little kids. We're not coming to into his presence as know-it-alls. We're not coming into his presence assuming we know everything about him. We're not coming into his presence acting like we're so familiar with him that we forget who he is. We're not going to be ordinary. We're not going to be familiar with this thing. We're coming to him as a like a child, receiving him like a child. We're focused on him. Uh, we're, it's, just, it's just so much here in the wisdom. We're not just speaking out of turn. We're not coming to him, telling him what we ought to do. We're not bullying God. I've been teaching the kids at church about babbling and bu- bullying God. I'm teaching a series on how to pray, how we pray to the Father and the things that we should not do and the things that we should should do. So we're not bullying God. We're not forcing him into a situation. We're learning how to commune with our Father and we're learning to have a conversation with them. Let me do a few shout outs and then I want to pray. Hey, Katina Davis, how you doing there, doll? Hey, Deshana, how you doing? Hey, Kaya, how you doing? Uh, hey, K- Kaya, I just want you to know I love you. I'm not going to even get teary. I, I, I love just it's God just has given me a heart for some people and sister girl I love you and I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of you for being here hey Teresa Smith how you doing what's up Odell hey Yara um hey Jeanette Roman hey sister how you doing um hey Thea good morning to you what's up Kim William hey Chala good morning to you so good to see you this morning hey Rodney how y'all doing this morning um I will, we will, well, we're praying for finances today, Teresa, so that'll be include, included in there. I'm just so grateful about all that God does in our life and all that he's going to do in our life and that I love God because he's a 
finisher. And that's why we've been praying the names of God. And if you haven't been praying the names of God, go get familiar with the names of God. Understand him as Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Come on. He is Adonai. He is the majestic one. When he sits, hits the scene, no matter what else, it doesn't matter. Get to know him as Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And that's not just your financial things. He will provide every need in your life. He'll deal with your lonely spots and everything else. He is more than we need. Jehovah Shammah. He is your God. My God, Jehovah Sadiknu. He is your God of justice. He is like absolutely. He is Yahweh, the one that provides. He is your Lord, the banner, the one that goes before you. He's the one that uh, vindicates you. Do you know God is Jehovah Gabor? He will war for you. You ain't got to worry for yourself. You ain't got to, you ain't got to get all wrapped up in all that other stuff. All you got to do is trust God to be God in your life. That's all you got to do is trust him to be God in your life. And I know it's, some of y'all got trust issues, but the Lord God wants to deal with your trust issues. He's already proven himself to you. He doesn't have to prove himself to you. Faith is you trusting him. Faith is you stepping outside your box and making a decision that he will be the one true God that you will worship no other God. <laughs> That's an idol that your family doesn't become your God, that you will worship no other God before you because Satan will have you wrapped up in some truths that don't even have to deal with who God is. And I'm just telling you that you will worship no other God before you. But the spirit in Christ Jesus the spirit in Christ Jesus, not that other spirit. Um, the spirit in Christ Jesus will bear witness to you. So we're going to be praying for finances today. Uh, we're going to be, we're, we're praying, but we're going to be praying for finances today. God is Jehovah Jireh. He is the one that longs to provide for his children. And often we are in the way of provision because we don't understand how God is provide. And somebody took a scripture and gave it to us and we stood steadfast on that scripture. A man don't work. They don't eat. Well, he was talking about pursuing purpose and other things, and we've taken that and we've gotten tied and entangled in things that have absolutely nothing to do with God providing for us. And we'll even put those things on God. We'll even say God is involved in those things, and we haven't even sought the voice of God, and we don't even operate in the mind of Christ. Can I tell you something? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you believe in the world system, come on now, I'm going to teach you something this morning. And you, if you believe in the world system and you're not trusting God or you sometimes trust God, then you're double and then you're stable in everything. That means it's going to have you in a position of having unstable finances. You don't want unstable finances. My God, you want to be able to trust God financially for everything. He will provide for you. Um, I love the scripture that says, and like, who, what, what is a father that you ask him for, I guess, fish or food, and he gives you a snake? Like, what kind of bad father does that? So if I know you need daily bread, if I know you need daily um, provision, if I desire to, if you desire, I desire to daily load you with benefits, then get out my way and daily load me with benefits. But that also um, has to do with your responsibility in your finances, tithing, 
sowing your seed. You cannot justify the tithe. It was, it is not just the law. It was a part of the Bible before the law. And those that are going to honor him financially are going to pay their tithes no matter what. They're not going to justify. They're not going to use excuses. If they eat the tithe, they're going to repent. They're going to sow seed because they know that Luke 6 and 38 tells us though that if I give, it shall be given unto me, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over. Men shall give into their bosom. They're not going to resist God in the area of their finances. They're going to practice good stewardship and they're going to take accountability even when they're out of order. I had to become more honed in on my finances, more focused. I had to make some decisions recently that I that were very hard decisions, but very necessary for me financially so that I can put myself in the position for legacy and inheritance. So we're going to pray for finances, but I also want you to check yourself and make sure that you're doing all the things that you're supposed to do. You're part of it. You're part of the kingdom. You're buy-in. Make sure you're paying your tithes. And people will say, right, make sure you put some seed in the ground. I don't care if it's just a little bit of seed, put you some seed in the ground. Um, I, I don't care if it's a dollar a month. I don't care if it's what, put you some seed in the ground. So Todd, put you some seed in the ground and put some other things in place and listen and ask the Holy Spirit for a budget and a wisdom for your finances. He will guide you. He gave me a budget. I love, this girl loves to sow and to give. And the Lord started dealing with me. He said, but I need you to make sure you're taking care of your obligations. Let me show you what to sow in this season. And when I begin to operate, I begin to see God move, even for things for me, like with the things that I desire, like self-care, like my nails. He sent somebody that was like, like, I need, I feel like I need to help you with your self-care because I wasn't going to do it. I was focused on him. And somebody started seeding into me and was like, I want to make sure your self-care is taken care of. That's what I want to sow into your life. But it was after I positioned myself to honor him in every area of my finances. And when I get off, when I get off, I just pray and I just tell the Lord, I said, I repent and I show me the tighten up, show me what to do and show me what to do next. So I had to share that with you before we pray. I had to share that with you before we pray for finances, because those things are kingdom principles. Those things are kingdom laws. We won't operate according to those. And then we'll be very frustrated with God thinking God is not moving, but we've broken a kingdom commandment. We've broken a kingdom law. You, you, those are things that should be in place. And sometimes it's difficult and we skip those and we skip them because we've seen people successful. And I tell you all the time, just because we see people successful in other places doesn't mean that they're successful with God and only what you build with God is going to last. So first of all, if you know you've been out of order, your finances just going to put yourself into position and repent. Father God, I repent. We repent, Father, for not getting your wisdom for our finances, for choosing to do financial things on our own, in our own strength, for trusting our job. You're not limited to your job. Trusting our job. God will snatch a job from you. I'm, I'm just telling you, the enemy will snatch a job. The enemy will prove whether or not, try to prove whether or not you trust God or trust your 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 salary. You're not limited to your salary. So just, Lord, we repent. I repent for trusting um, my salary, my education, uh, my way of handling things more than I trust you. And then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom for our finances. So let's get into corporate agreement right now. Let's get into corporate agreement right now. Let's uh, stand in steadfast. Let's be in agreement. I saw Teresa talk about her finances. The Lord is not wanting you ever to be in lack 
or wanting you to be reliant upon one source, one income. He only wants you to be reliant. Man, my Holy Ghost getting stirred up. He only wants you to be reliant and trust in him. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you. My God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for wisdom in your word. We thank you, Father God, you for every open door. Father, we repent right now. If there is any area in our life in which we have not lined up with your word for our finances, in which, in which we have quenched and not been sensitive to the Holy Spirit, in which we have sowed or spent emotionally, Lord God, and not being adherent to what you have said to us, Father God, we repent right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we cancel the assignment of the enemy off our finances. We will not live according to this world system and finances. We will be a good steward, Lord God. We will, we will honor you in all that we do, Lord God. We will pay our tithes. We will sow seed according to your purpose, Lord God. We will stand steadfast according to your word, Lord God. We will trust in you, Father God, before we trust in ourselves. Give us a vision for our finances, Lord God, so that they begin to align with your word so that they can multiply and, and increase from generations to generations. Let us not have a right now mindset, Lord God. Let us have a legacy mindset, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, and we declare that every generational curse of poverty, of lack and debt be broken off our life right now. And we silence the voice of the enemy who has told us we will always be broke. We will never have enough. We silence his voice right now and we curse it at the root and we declare generational wealth over our finances. Thank you for opening up the doors, Lord God, right now to provide for us. Thank you for opening up the doors, Lord God, right now to be in a line with your word, Lord God. Father, you said if we repent, Lord God, you restore. So we thank you. We're repenting right now and we're turning away. Give us budgets. <laughs> Show us our line items. Show us our assets, Lord God, and let us walk in the fullness of what you called us to be. Help us to reorganize our debt. Help us to be good stewards. Help us to to pay off our debt. We thank you, Father God. You In your word, you said, oh, no man, anything but to love them. So we thank you, Father God, for supernatural debt and cancellation. And we also thank you, Lord God, for giving us the resources to pay off our debt so that we can look good in the kingdom, Lord God. Bless your people today. Multiply, increase. Let favor go before them today, Lord God. I admonish you. I admonish them, Lord God, to seek you in everything. And I thank you, Lord God, that they are seeking you in everything, that you're giving them revelation, that they'll no longer have a poverty type mindset, Lord God, that they will have a wealthy type mindset. Take off the layers, Lord. Take off the layers, Lord. Take off the layers, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for all you do for us. My God, let the Holy Spirit do a greater work in us. Bless this devotional today. Bless everyone connected to it today. We thank you. You are wealth and riches are in our hands. We thank you. You are transferring, my God, the wealth of the sinner over into our lives, Lord God. Satan, we serve you. Notice you have no authority in our finances. We bind the strong man. We bind you back to the gates of hell from which you came. Minister angels, you go now and get our harvest right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost, my God. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 My God. Repentance sets a thing. Repent. Repentance sets 
a thing. Repentance sets a thing. I promise you it does. It changes things. It sets a thing. It will reset a thing uh, when you completely repent, like you repent and you walk away and you allow God to be master of your universe. Come on, Adonai. If you allow him to be master of your universe, you will begin to see God in every area of your finances. I'm the witness for you. I've had, I'm like, Paul, I've had a lot. I've had little. I'm learning to be content. God has shown me different things. Um, I've had salaries. I've had no salaries. And I came to a place where I understood that God was the one that took care of me. And God was the one that provided for me. If you're just logging in, go back and get that prayer. We prayed and talked about finances. Go get the segment on finance. Finances. I've provided scriptures before on finances. Um, you're going to ask. You want to go to Proverbs. And we're going to look for the wisdom on finances. We're not going to owe anyone. We're going to ask God for the strategies to get us out of debt. You can't just act like your debt doesn't exist. That's not a good name in the kingdom. We're going to ask him for strategies to get out of debt. We're going to ask him for strategies to pay off cars. We're going to ask him for strategies to pay off houses. We're going to be a conduit to each other. We're going to sow into each other. We're going to sow into businesses. We're going to align what that's a life. We're getting into Romans 8 today. That's a life by the Spirit. A life by the Spirit is not going to lead you to gratify the, the desires of the flesh. See, your flesh will have you spinning all over the place. Your flesh will have you emotionally moved, making decisions in the emotion and not instead of trusting and believing God for everything. And you may say something is not in your budget, but can I tell you something? If you'll believe that you receive when you pray that God will manifest it, I'm watching him in my own life. I live by my seed and by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. And he has just been positioning me and putting me in position, showing me, giving me witty ideas and inventions, showing me how I can make money and get money and do things, um, but I've had to streamline. I've had to focus. Um, when, some, when my friends are balling out and going out, I don't go out to eat unless somebody is like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And telling God, I don't want to be in a state where someone always has to do something for me. I want the favor to be for me. I want to be blessed, but I want to be in a state always where I can always be a blessing to someone else. And if you put your focus, if you put your focus on being a blessing to someone else, I promise you the increase is if you're always in a position where you focus on what you need and what you need is not for anyone else, then you'll begin to see yourself differently. So just begin to declare that. Take you some deep breaths. Sit in the position. I really want to teach y'all meditation the God kind of way. Um, put yourself in the position and sit yourself back, and God will begin to provide for you um, all the things that he needs to provide for you. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit today. I want to show you a few things. I want to talk about living life in the Spirit. I'm going to read Romans 8 to you, and then I'm going to take you to a few places in Romans 8, and we're going to wrap this thing up, and then we'll be back on this thing in Monday. I told you during this series, it's so important for you to have pen and paper so that you can take notes. Don't try to chew through this thing fast. Make So let me say this too. Make sure you're not emotionally spending. Our children and our spouses and other people pull on our hearts, um, our ability. Ask God for the budget for your hair, your nails, everything. If you got big things coming up, ask God for it. We're actually going to do a finance class 
um, in the ministry. We're going to do, uh, my mom is great with financial resources. I'm really good with financial resources. So she and I are going to tag team and do a finance class. Um, for those of you who don't know how to, I may need to do a budget one-on-one class. It's not difficult. It's just how we look at our finances coming in and making sure everything is fitting according to the budget and believe in God for increase. So don't emotionally spend. Don't emotionally spend. Ask the Lord, am I, am, am I emotionally spending? Am I spending things according to my emotions versus according to the spirit? So let's get into Romans 8. Let's read and then let's break down this chapter. We already went to the first, second, and third verse. So we're going to get here. We're going to start at the third verse. It says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us. That's powerful because, well, I, I can't sin because we read one part of the scripture that said uh, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. There's so much more to it. And in the body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if Somebody put an if, underline, circle. That's why I told you. Take your Bible, circle. That's why I like having a Bible in front of me and not just um, and not just my tablet, right? My pen, only right. It says if you have, if, circle, square that off, you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ do not have the spirit of Christ living in them, do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives with you. The spirit doesn't live in you. Don't you accept Christ Jesus? You have the Holy Spirit. Now, whether or not you choose to yield to the Holy Spirit, whether or not you grieve the Holy Spirit, and whether or not you quench the Holy Spirit is a whole different thing. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to, no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. <laughs> if you live by its dictates, you will die. It's not no clause here. It's not no way around this. We're not going to make this cute. We're not going to make this pretty. If you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. That's what determines whether or not you're a child of God. Accepting Christ is cool. But what determines whether or not you're a child of God is if you're living by the spirit of God, not uh, living by your 
flesh. You will know them by their fruits. That's why sometimes I'm like, just because people yapping, just because people posting about God, just because people quote a, a couple of scriptures and different stuff, you need to watch and learn people by their fruit, by their consistency, their lifestyle. It's says for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba father for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children and since we are his children we are his heirs which means comes all the benefit package in fact together with Christ we are heirs of God's glory but if we are to share his glory we almost we must also share my God we must share in his suffering. So let's let's start picking through this. Let's start eating through this. Let's start chewing this. Let's start um let's yeah, let's start going through this. If you live by the sinful nature, you're going to die. So we got to start looking at this. We got to start looking at what I said. It's funny, uh one of my friends and I were talking and he was like sometimes people uh, and, I, and I'm not making about me, but I'm helping you. It's like some, because we'll think it doesn't take all that. And he was like, sometimes people think you're holier than thou. And I'm like, I don't even know what holier than thou means. I don't know what that means because there's nothing scriptural about that. But if, if it's because I'm, you're saying I'm set on living my life in Christ, I'm supposed to be set on living my life in Christ. I'm supposed to be living by the word. I'm supposed to be living by the spirit. I'm supposed to be living by the truth of the word. And often we'll compromise ourselves to make people comfortable around us. Our sin nature, I, I read that already, isn't interested in us living according to the spirit. It's not. A, it, it doesn't want us to be kind. It doesn't want us to be gentle. It doesn't want us to boast in the Lord. It doesn't want us to glorify God in our actions, our deeds, in our lives and he, he he understood it he wasn't saying he felt that way we were just dialoguing and I said it's amazing because the scripture tells us Jesus says if you're going to come after me you're going to lose something. You might lose your mother. You might lose your father. You may lose your friend. If you're really going to pick up your cross, if you're really going to pursue me with everything in you, then be prepared to lose people that you thought were connected to you. Be prepared for that and be okay with that. But this is because this is what a life looks like in me and your life and your fruit and you pursuing God and you teaching the gospel. But also as a teacher of the gospel, my, and this is in Timothy, uh, my accountability to the word is higher <laughs> my accountability to the word is is higher for those of the other you that are minister and teach your accountability to live the word out is how higher so don't get distracted by the things that the flesh will tell you it's a couple of points i need to give you before we get out of here and we're ready to get out of here one um if we back up to uh romans 8 and we talk about there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I need you to be clear here. There is no condemnation if you are in Christ Jesus. But if you're not in Christ Jesus, if you're walking after the flesh, 
to what you're subjecting yourself to condemnation. And I know that's hard to chew on. I know that's hard to digest, but that's so real. This is the word the enemy don't want you to get because he don't want you to overcome your flesh. So if you've not submitted a part of your life to Christ Jesus in that particular area, then I'm just letting you know you've not escaped from condemnation. This is why, remember I told you something I really wanted to talk to you about the, the motive of sin and how what the enemy does and why he wants you to sin. He wants you to sin because he, my God, he knows once you walk after the flesh, he wants you to cut somebody out. Um, he wants you to eat the tithe. He wants you to not be gentle and kind. He don't want you to spend time. He don't want you to honor your obligations. He don't want you to honor what you said. He don't want you in integrity and character because he knows this. He knows that if you're not in Christ Jesus and you walk after the flesh, then you don't escape condemnation. And the minute that you open the door in a particular area, then you open the door for condemnation to come in. My God, you open the door for condemnation to come in. That's why he doesn't want you. He doesn't want you righteous conscious. He wants you more sin conscious. When you're more sin conscious, you'll focus our home in on sin versus focusing on your righteousness. Uh, can I tell you something? Jesus does this for you when you make him the primary focus. Focus. The Holy Spirit is what's going to build you up, what's going to take off your layer of sin, what's going to put you in a position so you can walk in this. You cannot walk in this in your own strength. You cannot do this on your own. All it takes is for you to make a decision to yield to the Holy Spirit, and he'll begin to pick off the layers. So we just got to be clear here. There's going to be condemnation if you're still in sin. That's why the guilt gets there. That's why they're consuming. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're in a position or a place where there is no condemnation, then your heart is probably hardened to God in a particular area, especially if the word lines up and tells you that this is sin, this is not cool, this is not tolerable, God is not interested in you living this way. I need to give you one more thing to meditate on, and then we're going to get into this. Um, and I posted this in the group. We'll get into this part next week, but I want you, I want to give it to you today to meditate on it. I think you need to meditate on it before we start talking about it. Um, and this is what it looks like when the Holy Spirit is leading us and just meditate and ask, if the spirit is leading you, it's going to it's going to lead you to Jesus. Um, it's going to put a desire in you for you to honor Jesus. Right. It's going to lead you to disease. It's going to put a um, honor in you for you to honor our honor Jesus. It's going to lead you by guidance. Um, it's going to draw you and the Holy Spirit becomes your governing authority. So just kind of meditate on this. He's going to lead you. If it's the Holy Spirit leading you, it's going to lead you into repentance. It, it's going to lead you to think very little of yourself and very much of Jesus. It's going to lead you into truth. It's going to lead you into love. It's going to lead you into holiness. And it's going to lead you into usefulness. So make sure you're meditating on that before we start getting into this this week. That if I'm being led by the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead me to Jesus. It's going to lead you to make good decisions in Christ. It's going to lead you to make decisions according to the word. It's not going to lead you to make decisions. And I told you, anytime I'm trying to make a decision about something, I spend three days pulled away. 
And then I asked the Lord, if you're giving me this, back me up to the word, back this up in your word. So the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to repentance. It's going to lead you to a little of self and much of Jesus. It's going to lead you into truth. It's going to lead you into love. It's going to lead you into holiness. And it's going to lead you into usefulness. So tag those things and mark those things. And let's get into those things next week. And read Romans 8 and ask the Lord to give you revelation. I want to suggest two things to you. I want you, um, and I, I'm endorsing somebody, and they don't pay me for endorsing. But this book right here, Killing Kryptonite, um, get this book. Um, it destroyed, destroyed what's stealing your strength. Get this book. There is no way you can read this book and your life not be changed. The other book that I have that I read that I promise you completely can't change my life is Utter Holiness. Um, and it is written by um, John Eldridge, E-L-D-R-E-D-G-E. If you're serious about your holiness, these two books will bless you, will encourage you, and put you in a position to grow in a closer relationship with Christ. So know those things, note those things. Um, yeah, there's no, yeah, that's good. There's no condemnation with Christ. There's, I love how you wrote that without Christ, there's clear condemnation and the enemy has the right to condemn you once you open up the door to someone else. Hope that helps y'all. Um, the word don't always make us feel good, um, but it will put us in a position so that we can win in Christ. I cannot wait to hear your financial victories. I cannot wait to see your financial stories. I cannot wait to see what God does for you financially when you yield and submit your finances to him, when you yield and submit your finances to him. So definitely, um, have, have you read it, Paula? Definitely Killing Kryptonite is a major book that I would add. And The Utter Relief of Holiness by John Eldridge is another book that I would add to my reading repertoire. I promise you these books will change your life. The more time you spend with Christ and the image of Christ, the more you're going to come like him. And there's a freedom. I told you there's a freedom that comes in Christ Jesus. My God, it frees you like never before. Well, I got to get out of here. I love y'all so, so much. I love you way more than you can imagine. But guess what? God loves you even more. Now, remember, if there's anybody that's tapped in that's not saved, a life without Christ leads you to condemnation. A life with Christ leads you to freedom. So if you haven't received Christ as Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior, man, all you got to do is kill these sins, repent of these sins, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I promise you, I want to walk you through the process of salvation. So just hit us up and simply say, look. I know I'm not saved or I've been a backslidden state and I need to receive Christ as Lord and Savior and we'll do it. I'll even video chat with you either Facebook or via Instagram to lead you back into salvation. I promise I will. So just hit us up and let us know or someone from my team will. It's so important. I love y'all so, so much. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning. Y'all keep praying for me. Y'all keep praying for me. I feel your prayers. I promise I'm praying for you. Thank y'all for encouraging me. You just don't know what your encouragement means to me. You just don't know what it's like for me, for you guys to sit on this devotional with me 
I'm just praying for y'all. I'm believing for God for all things. I call, I'm calling y'all names out almost daily. I may not say your name, but everybody on Coffee and Conversations, I'm praying for y'all. Y'all keep praying for me. Keep me uplifted. I thank y'all for that. I thank you for praying for me. I thank you for believing in me. I thank you for trusting me. I thank you for letting the Holy Spirit guide you in this thing. I'm just, you're such a blessing to me. You just don't understand. Remember, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Your girl will see you back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Go be loved today. Let someone, thank you for that, Paula. Thank you. Uh, let somebody go experience the love of God through you. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. And remember this is your winning season and everything and every person attached to me. I promise you, my God, they're going. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.